The Las Vegas Raiders, dream or reality? That's our leadoff topic today on Sports Adrenaline. I'm Tony Cardasco, and this is Sports Adrenaline. Today's panel consists of our squad, a couple of veteran Las Vegas sportscasters, John Castanino and Rick Strasser, along with our very own Matt Gutierrez. Gentlemen, let's uh, kick things off here and let's uh, get your opinions. John, kick things off there. Do you think that this is feasible? And when will we see football here, NFL variety in Las Vegas? Well, Tony, I think we're learning more and more, right, as the days go on, especially this past week where so much information and so many people around the NFL have chimed in and said, it's not a, a, a nil-sum proposition to bring the Raiders out here. It's like a 50%, 75% chance to bring the Raiders out here. So I think all you guys have been hearing the chatter. So at first, when this story first came out, I was like, absolutely not. Of course, we brought up the gaming issue, the gambling issue, unless the NFL turned its stance on the NFL. And this is just two or three months ago, right, that this mm -hmm. chatter started. I was a firm, no way is this happening. But now the wheels are starting to turn, and it's in the NFL. It's not just people talking in the city. It's not just legislators or the fans. But I think things are moving, obviously. And this is not a pipe dream for Las Vegas. I've been to all these meetings, these uh, tourism committee meetings, where Mark Davis was at the last one, David Beckham was at the last one. Uh, and it's kind of insane uh, that that – Mark Davis says he's completely prepared to move this team. I think he's 100% full of crap or he's 100% legit and uh, this move. But, I mean, it's it, it's not a dream anymore. That's where I'm at, and I think that's where a lot of the community is at. It's The question is whether or not $750 million of public money is the magic number. Is it too high? Um, a lot of people say yes. Is it going to stay there? I don't think so. I think it's going to have to drop significantly for the community to get behind this and to get this thing done. But it, it's certainly on the table. And, and if that financing goes through, again, I don't know. I kind of believe Mark Davis. He's a wild card. He's kind of a crazy guy. But committing the Raiders to Vegas, I, I believe him because I was there and I heard it. So unless he's bold-faced lying, um, I think we have an NFL team if we can get the stadium done. From the beginning, I never thought that this was a leverage play. Matt, what are your thoughts? I think he wants to move. Uh, there, there's nothing going on in Oakland. They're not going to get any money there. They're, the stadium is it's done. That stadium is old. I'm sure everybody here has been there. They want to get out of there. Either build us a new stadium or we're going to go. And they already tried the L.A. play, and that didn't work out the way they wanted to. Kroenke came in and kind of trumped everybody, and they have their stadium going up over there for the Rams now. But I think he wants to come here. I know Al Davis was always a big fan of Vegas. Um, if the stadium is going to be built, he's going to come. I don't think there's any reason for him not to want to come here anymore. The NFL, as far as, like John said, with the, the gambling issue, they really can't stand on that anymore. They've, they've gone to Wembley how many times now, and, and you can bet in games when it comes to uh, being at Wembley Stadium. They have bookies across the street. They have bookies right around the stadium. Their, their gambling stance is a very, uh, in my opinion, old-school mentality. I don't think it holds water anymore. The city's ready to, to bring in a professional team. It's insane, though, how much that transition of gambling has mm. taken place in the NFL just in three months. Decades go by. Yeah. They're not allowed to advertise anything anything to do with Las Vegas on the Super Bowl. And then within Well, they wouldn't even advertise the months, show at one point, the, the TV right? show Vegas. They wouldn't even air commercials during Sunday Night Football for their... Their, uh, their network's TV show. They were very, very anti-Vegas for but such a long time. It's just crazy to me to have the stance that they had for however many years, and now all of a sudden you have yeah. Goodell saying, oh, well, you know, we need to really look at this and soften our stance on it. It's pretty crazy how within a span of three months versus 30 years Maybe uh, they, they changed their Maybe they've minds. finally seen the potential that this market has. 
uh, and the fact that Davis is so willing to to come out and say publicly, yeah, we want to move to Vegas. If they get a stadium built, we're going to come. Maybe kind of force their hand a little bit. Hey, Rick, uh, Carolyn Goodman this week, she said the only way that this doesn't happen is if we sort of trip on ourselves here in Las Vegas. Even the local media, a lot of local media, the sports talk guys, you know, here around the city, and just uh, public opinion that I gather from social media, a lot of people are taking a negative slant, yet you have all these national media members uh, that are on the caravan here. They really want to see the Raiders in Vegas. Why is that? Well, I think the the city has a lot to offer. I mean, when you hear this past week, Jerry Jones uh, sing the praises of Las Vegas, and and a lot of the other NFL owners are now uh, thinking that this is more of a possibility. I, I think it's two different two different things. I mean, we're talking about the Raiders coming to Las Vegas, which would be amazing for this city, but. First, it has to be the stadium. The stadium has to get approved, has to get built, has to they, they got to start plowing plowing some dirt and getting this thing rolling in order for this to happen. Because what are the Raiders going to do in the meantime? You know, they're they're going year to year with their lease uh, in Oakland. Um, I know that uh, it's kind of embarrassing to think that Mark Davis went and, and toured Sam Boyd Stadium uh, as a as a potential uh, partial home or a. a a possible home for them while they're building the stadium for the meantime. And even the possibility of exhibition football, preseason football well, here. Well, if you look at Sam Boyd Stadium, I mean, if when John Robinson was here coaching the Rebels, he wanted to close the bowl. You know, it's a horseshoe right now. When he was here, he wanted to close that bowl and have more of a home field advantage because it would be much louder. But they never agreed to it because they couldn't even sell out when uh, when they had the the forty thousand for the horseshoe. So if if they could spend a little bit of money, close the bowl, tear down those awful locker room buildings, and build something for the in the meantime, it could be a potential short term home for the Raiders while they build the stadium. It sounds silly to think that, but it is possible because. They could see they could add another ten thousand seats. It could be fifty thousand seats down at Sam Boyd, and for the time being, it could be a home for the Raiders. I mean, to think that potentially the Raiders could be here for the start of the two thousand eighteen season or two thousand seventeen season really uh, is 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 pretty remarkable to think that how how many months ago did this word first come out that the Raiders are considering coming to Las Vegas? And you know, we heard we heard all kinds of things from Mark Davis in the past about San Antonio uh, and some other places that, that were leverage plays. you know. But this, and I agree with what you said, John, that this does not seem, unless we're all being completely duped, this does not seem like a leverage play. But on a bigger stage, this, what this stadium would do for this city, uh, just the stadium itself beyond the Raiders, would be pretty remarkable. I mean, you look about what it would do for UNLV football. Uh, I'm a believer that if this stadium is built, when when they break ground for this uh, uh, for the stadium, I think UNLV will be invited to a bigger conference, whether it be the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. Maybe um, the Big 12. I mean, they're possibly. looking at expansion They're looking now. right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and if everything were in line already, I have to believe, because Colorado State from the Mountain West Conference, uh, they're exploring their possibilities of joining. I think that would be you know, a perfect fit, but I agree with you there. Well, it, it adds so much because, I mean, you look at where UNLV can compete already. I mean, we're going through a little low with basketball right now, but that will get back up to, to what we expect from UNLV basketball. We can compete in the Pac-12 there. They can already compete in, in golf, in baseball, in volleyball. Uh, the tennis team, you know, both teams won the Mountain West Conference this year. They, they have possibilities of doing things on a bigger scale. So this is a, this is a university that 
could compete in a in a much bigger conference which if if you're looking at the future of of this university how big would that be um, and they're starting to build the facilities too they just got the the great marnell center uh, for baseball they're talking about the new football facility that that are, is in the works to being built on campus so a lot of things are happening i know this started talking about the raiders but the trickle down of what this stadium could be for this town is enormous yeah. nuts but, and bolts uh, sorry to cut you off there john but nuts and bolts this would cost 1.4 billion dollars and the way that it's broken down Mark Davis says that he would commit to 500 million. Of that, 200 million would be from an NFL sort of a loan, old school style. And then Sheldon Adelson uh, says 150 million. Kind of surprised that Steve Wynn jumped into the pile, uh, saying that he would commit about 200 million. And then maybe 750 million or less would be in tourism taxes. John, why do you think that the locals? are so opposed to taking funds from the tourism tax. You didn't cut me off at all because that's what I was going to totally transition to. That's the $750 million question, right? And and let me qualify by saying this. I'm a complete Vegas homer. I mean, I want the stadium. I, I want it here. I don't care how much it costs and we deserve, to a certain extent. And we right? deserve pro sports. But Absolutely. I'm, I'm totally for the discussion about $750 million when you have a $20 billion man in Sheldon Adelson, right? And, and I get his position. If he doesn't have to pay for it, he's not going to pay for it. And I don't blame him one bit. If he can push this thing through and put it on the backs of tourists, I'd probably do the same thing. Now, I think the public is a little uninformed as far as they just hear tax and they, they run from it, right? But if it's 3%, 3.5%, 4% room tax on a, a guest, is that going to stop them from coming to Las Vegas? I, I don't think so. I mean, if it does, we've got a serious problem out here. I don't think this, this city will dissuade somebody from, from hanging out in Vegas. If anything, we're going to give them more reasons to come out here. Well, well that's why, all. Why, that's why what we we've take... been doing is yeah. we've been giving them more and more uh, reasons to come to Las Vegas with these new facilities, the T-Mobile Center, right. uh, this this new stadium. A lot more things are, are coming to Las Vegas that are opening doors and opening the eyes of the tourists that, that are coming for the the prototypical Vegas visit, it's, it's changing it, it's, uh, how it looks a little bit. And, and to think that if you're, gonna, if you're a fan of a team from back east, whether it be hockey, which we haven't even talked about yet, and, and or football, and you're going to go on a road trip with your team, where else are you going to go? I well, mean, this is absolutely the destination city for anybody's team. Right. I mean, when you look at the schedule, the first thing you want to do is find the marquee city to go to to, to travel with your team and Vegas is going to be that spot and prices going up in Vegas has never stopped anybody from coming here I mean you know there was there was a time when everything was you know the, the steak and egg breakfast and the dollar buffets and all of that and that's not what it is now it's it's you know the marquee restaurants on the strip and these celebrity chefs and you know five-star dining and that hasn't stopped anybody if anything that's brought more people in well that's one thing that this town has when you're talking about building a billion dollar stadium that really no other city in in this country or the world has is the ability to put the tax on tourists and not on the local residents. Because for the local residents, if it was coming from our local residents and, and those taxes were going up, as, as, as much as I'm a Raider fan... And as much as, as I would, I. and as much as I would love to have the team here, they just won't agree to it because how many of our residents will even be able to afford the seat licenses for, for what it's going to be uh, to be able to go to the games, uh, much less get season tickets? Um, so 
I, I think you'd get a lot of opposition there. But when it's not going to cost them something out of their pocket, and it's those who are coming into our town uh, that can shoulder some of the burden, and they're not even going to feel it really. I mean, you you add you add some money to to a plane ticket, a, a cab ride, and a hotel room. They're they're not going to know the difference anyway. Yeah, just hide it in the resort fees. You know, there you go. I, no one knows what they go to. But I'm all for the discussion on this, right. guys. Seven hundred fifty million is a lot of money. And, and again, at these these meetings past that they've had at this uh, this tourism committee, they've brought examples of other stadiums. Uh, the the one in Minnesota is coming to mind, where and Levi Stadium, where they show the breakdown, public to private funding, and both of these. There, it's like 70, I think it's 70, 30 in Minnesota, uh, 70 private, and then it's 99% privately funded was Levi Stadium. So the discussion needs to be there, and I, I, I'm i totally in favor of whatever Vegas decides, right? But I think it is a healthy discussion, and it needs to be talked about because if Adelson's the one raking in cash, only putting in $150 million, if Steve Wynn is going to rake in some money, they're going to get a return on their investment, then the tourists and the city as a whole really need to get a return on this $750 million. If that's the number, we need to build, you know, if it's stadium now, convention center later, then that's what needs to happen. There needs to be a commitment there if, in fact, the tourists are, are putting up the money. We didn't but, even begin to dive into the fact that uh, a lot of people are torn. Uh, it costs about the same amount of money to build uh, $1.4 to build a new convention center, right, and to drive more traffic and more convention and more business, uh, Sunday through Thursday business to Las Vegas, or do we go and dive into the, uh, the stadium here? I think the stadium, though, it, it diversifies the the pool that you're going to be bringing into the city. If you add to the convention space, which would be great for the city, I mean, you know, nobody nobody ever doubts the what what conventions bring here, but if you get that stadium going, you have a whole new crop of people that are going to come in here and spend money in the city more or less. Well, and think about what else will come with the stadium. If we build an NFL stadium and the Raiders come here, we will get a Super Bowl. Uh, there's there's the well, po- there, there, there's, there's the potential well there's the potential of the uh, of the Pro Bowl coming here it, mm-hmm. it's it's a bust in in Hawaii it was a bust in Miami but if you have the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas no. the the week before the Super Bowl how huge would that be that's a two week party in Las Vegas yeah, it, every it, NFL is. Player it, it is yep. and, and, and not even to mention all the other events and all the other things that will come to our town that were never here before if we want to if if we want to be a major league town, if we want to keep up with the other cities around the country, it it's almost we have to build this stadium in order to to keep up and to to bring the diversified audience like you were talking about and to get these different events in town. I mean, think about the Republican and, and Democratic conventions coming sure. to Las Vegas sure. because we have the facilities. Right. We already have the hotel rooms. We we can house X amount of people. But do we have the facilities to do what we want to do in this town? And do we, I think we need to answer the question, do we want to be the major league town that I think all of us sitting around this table would love to be? But in order to do that, you got you got to build the facility. A good friend of mine, a guy by the name of Reggie Burton, who used to be a PR guy with uh, the San Diego Chargers, uh, brought to my attention, and I've been blurting it out all over social media, the only way we can have a Super Bowl here, the minimum seating has to be 70,000. So what the heck are we doing talking about 65,000 seats? 
Right. No, I hadn't heard that before now, so change the plan. I mean, yeah, so keep <laughs> driving that at 5,000 seats. Change the plan. I don't think and there's any questions. get on your social media. Start get out some folding chairs out. and get another 5,000. <laughs> yeah. But again, and, and I feel like we're all in the John Robinson would just close the bowl. Close the bowl. Exactly. Absolutely. We're all in agreement, right? But we kind of, I, I don't want it to be a one-sided discussion, right? I, I think if, if any city can, there's uh, stadiums all over the country that don't live up to their expectations, right? They build it. The public finances it. And again, this is a different kind of public financing where it's coming uh, mostly from tourists. But, you know, a lot of stadiums have been flops, and I can't think of one that comes to mind right this second. I have the computer. I should look it up. But um, (laughs) if any city can pull this off, even without an NFL franchise, it's going to be Las Vegas. And well, I think I, Vegas is so different from, yeah. from other cities. I mean, you build you build a stadium in Jacksonville, and without the Jaguars, what's the draw to bring anything to right. that stadium? It's, it's Jacksonville, Florida. There's nothing else there. We're already set up and have been successful at bringing people into this city for as long as the Strip has been the Strip. You just, I think adding the, the stadium just adds a whole other dimension to that. And think about where the stadium's going to be. Yeah, yeah, where? Where 40, will it be? 42 acres of land. First of all, why is this land not developed already? But they're not set with, with, on that location well, right if, now. Well, okay, yeah. let's do an if. Let's the do Raiders an, say that they would be open to any possibility, even south of the South Point on well, the Well, let, let, let's do an if, okay? Let's say they they get it approved and they build this stadium um, on Tropicana uh, near Swenson by, by the Blue Green uh, timeshare. And... Talk about drive-by and and the ability to see the stadium and everything that's going to happen there with the backdrop of the strip. I mean, a lot of these cities, they build these stadiums on the outskirts, and you've got to drive a ways to get there. We already know how terrible that is for Sam Boyd Stadium. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lousy college football experience because there's no feel to it at all. But you build this stadium basically on campus. It... it automatically uh, skyrockets UNLV football to where it's never been before. It will be the single biggest thing to ever happen to the university when, um, outside of maybe a national championship in 1990. But bigger when you're talking basket, about football... basketball, do you feel? When you're talking about football, it's going to skyrocket them, not just in recruiting, but into a, into a better conference. Right. And all of a sudden, you've got a championship game that will be played there, I guarantee it. The, the Pac-12 doesn't want to go to Santa Clara. They would want to come to Vegas. Well, they already do. They already do for basketball. Well, exactly. So you know they want to be here. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you get the stadium here. And and how many people are going to drive by and see this stadium? When you fly, in, fly in, when right. you land, oh, yeah. what are you going to see? Coming right over the top You're going to see the strip, and you're going to see this, this stadium, and it's going to be something that this town has... Okay, where does this fit if they build this stadium there in the biggest things that have ever been built in this, in this town? I think it takes you right to the top. I mean, one of the biggest things since since uh, Steve Wynn decided to build the Mirage and, and change the landscape of the Strip into these mega resorts. Right, right. But but this like and and I go back to your point that you made earlier. This brings so much different of a tourist to Las Vegas, um, and and gosh, we're talking potential Final Four. We're 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 talking potential BCS National Championship. Talking about the biggest sporting events that are out there. Biggest events will come here. Absolutely. And think about what's going to do for the rodeo and and all these other things that that people aren't even thinking about because we're so enamored by the idea of the Raiders. And I am too. But there are so many other things that will come in that will come along with this. There's got to be a carrot, though. I think for those folks that are completely anti any tax for this, right? There has to be a carrot dangled as far as 
does it generate revenue to go into the convention center? Does it help build a light rail? So I think if a lot of folks hear, hey, we build the stadium, we generate, you know, all these events, MLS, whatever it is that, that comes out here because of this huge U2 concerts, Beyonce, whatever it is, um, that there's a carrot for those folks that are completely anti-tax. Um, and I think that's I think that's the last card to fall. Honestly, I, I think if, if there's some return, some guaranteed return to the city, to the convention center, I th- I think that's the way to convince the rest of the valley uh, that we can get it done. Well, let's go on the flip side of it. If we don't build the stadium, if we don't get this stadium now with the plans that are put in place and the opportunity to get a team with a storied franchise like the Raiders. I don't know that we get this opportunity yet. Well, how right. many? It how won't many happen stadium, in my lifetime. Right. Well, they're starting well. to talk about the Chargers, but I think that's a pipe dream. Yeah. You know, well, how like many stadium to, plans to get have some leverage through. out of the city? Well, I've been here since 1997, and my time at Channel Three I was there for 11 years. If if I had time to list the proposed stadiums and teams that were going to come to Las Vegas over the over these last 20 years. I, I would need a couple sheets of paper, you know, line by line to be able to list them all because they've always been proposed, but they've never come because we didn't have the facility. And if we don't build the facility, not to get too Kevin Costner on you, but if we don't build it, they're not going to come. No, and we have to take this step if, if we want to be that kind of city. And if we don't, then, and, and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who say, we, you know, we don't want that. I think we're long overdue in becoming that kind of city. I agree. I absolutely agree. And and the problem is, and here, here's one of the biggest problems, people point to, uh, say, All-Star Weekend back in 04 uh, with the NBA, and they think they say, look at all the problems that happened that weekend, and that was that was a professional event that we had here in town. And, and I think that is the most ridiculous argument there is um, because there were so many different uh, things that went into that weekend that don't apply here. I think when we get the stadium and, and it becomes ours, it, I mean, there's some ownership there. Um, now, the, the, then the question is, how, how, how will football survive versus hockey? But I don't know if that's, that's a different conversation. But to have an NFL franchise, and you think of sports, NFL is king. I mean, are we all in agreement oh, yeah, there? Yeah. They will succeed here in, in a way that uh, I, I don't think anybody could ever dream. Inside the numbers, uh, proponents are saying that uh, they're estimating the economic e- impact would be around $900 million. Visitor spending's going to soar, right? Uh, because in particular, you get the weekend uh, tourists that's going to be coming in for NFL games. And that's the freewheeling people with disposable income and what have you. And more importantly, the creation of 7,000 new jobs. Um, and they're also saying, according to the Sands Corp, 15 total events would produce $46 million in tax revenue. So that's a lot of money uh, coming our way. So let's take a look at what a timeline, you know, might, might, might look like now. Um, and John, you've been around this uh, now for a while, uh, covering all of the hearings and what have you. By the end of July, am I correct in saying that the infrastructure committee has to come back with recommendations? Yeah, from what I understand, again, they're going to meet later this month. Uh, I believe it's the 28th uh, of May. Then they'll meet again in June. So this is a monthly deal. Um, and then by July, they will have some sort of a recommendation to forward on to the governor. The governor will look over it, and then he, I believe he will be the one to decide whether or not to call a special session 
of the state legislature in August so that it can be voted on. Other, now, otherwise, they meet. Uh, they're, they're not scheduled not till to next meet year. until next year. Right, right? correct. So. And, and so the stadium, um, Davis and the Raiders are believing, needs to be in place uh, by kickoff of the 2019 season. And that's why he wants a retractable dome because it doesn't take as long to construct a retractable dome. Well, th- right? this plan, and, and I could be wrong, you might be right, but this plan, if the shovel goes in the ground 2017, it'd is be it, ready by is, 2020. Is anyone ready? Yeah. You know, is anyone prepared or an expert, you know, in the field right. of this? Uh, I, I want to get just a little bit more feedback uh, by the panel as well uh, on the gambling angle, you know, and whether, you know, this is going to be a distraction. Will it hold things up? Uh, will we be able to get 24 of 32 NFL owners to approve the Raiders' relocation? Well, if Jerry Jones is behind it. And, and, and here's the initial thing, and I really didn't tell anybody uh, initially when this happened because I thought it was still a pipe dream three months ago. But in the very first meeting when Mark Davis came to town, I was told by a very reliable source they called Jerry Jones and said, Jerry, we want to we wanna bring the Raiders to Vegas. What do you think? And on the phone right then and there, he said, I think it's a great idea. So you have him in on the get-go, and only three months later is he now publicly coming out and saying it wouldn't be a bad idea. So I think he controls a lot of votes. This is yeah. what I hear, and I think he has a lot of pull, and I think he pulls a lot of strings on Roger Goodell. Um, so I don't think 24 is out of the realm of possibility. Well, th- this whole this whole issue about the about the about the gaming and the betting, it, not not to, not to squash the subject, but it's almost a moot point. At this because point, yeah. you you can you can place a bet anywhere and anytime yeah and and like you said in in London where the NFL has chosen to go at Wembley Stadium you can place bets during the game in the concourse during the game which you won't have here and on top of that you have the best gaming commission in the world who will be who will be monitoring everything and you know you forget that in what was it 2001 that they took the uh, UNLV uh, rule off the off the boards and you could Is bet on U- yeah. UNLV and UNR uh, you could bet on those again and and there aren't any issues and you have all the tournaments that come to town now and people are as we build these arenas, not the stadiums, as we build the arenas, more and more conferences are bringing their their uh, tournament here, and and there's no issues. And the NFL, and and I think it's been hypocritical for the longest time because what's one of the biggest things that they promote? Fantasy football. Fantasy football, and to t- for you to say to me that fantasy football is not a form of betting, you you'd have you'd have to. Explain it to me because I'm not that smart. But fantasy football, when when money changes hands, that's gaming. That that's betting. And I understand that, that the regulations and all that. And then they had the big thing this this year with uh, with the um, help me out the FanDuel and yeah. and all the other ones. Right. Um, and suddenly they they had to backtrack a little bit. But I think they're finally realizing that. The, t- the sign of the times is that this is not an issue anymore like it used to be in the past. And just to put a blanket over Las Vegas and say that it, it, it's not a, not a place where we can have the NFL because of the gaming issue, it's not an issue anymore. And, and I think that uh, the NFL is starting to realize that, and this is something that's pushing it to the forefront, and I don't think it'll be an issue. No, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like a lot of times it's, uh, it's People want to look back at you know '91 and and the fixer Perry in a hot tub and all of that and go see this is what we're talking about you know Vegas is dirty and and people are going to be swayed one way or the other and it's just it's not the reality anymore it's really not that's it, not understanding Las Vegas it's not yeah. it, no it's 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 more or less just 
typecasting Vegas and saying, oh, it's it's a dirty gambling city and, and everything that goes on there is shady in the world of sports. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize, if, if, if you haven't been to Las Vegas, there's a stereotype and there's a, people, people think it's one thing. Coming to Las Vegas, it, it is something completely different. And this is, this is a city of, of nearly 2 million people now um, who, and, and our locals are, are becoming more and more. more. More and more people are born and raised here than ever before. And uh, this city is something that uh, people, I, I think their eyes are going to be open to what Las Vegas has to offer through this. So hopefully, you know, things progress, right? Uh, The next hearing coming up here, uh, and hopefully there's some good recommendations, you know, by by the end of July. And I think, you know, we can just leave our NFL discussion and the LV Raiders, uh, you know, just leave that to rest. Sounds so good, doesn't it? And I want want to leave a teaser for this because in my eyes, and we can use this as a bridge to the next Tune into Channel 5 tonight? Yeah, no, not Uh, quite. Okay. Um, None of this would be even talked about if the NHL, the Vegas movement, didn't start. And that's, that's where we're go- oh great segue. So when we return, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about an NHL team in Vegas. How close are we? We'd like to thank our panel from today's program: John Castanino, Rick Strasser, and Matt Gutierrez. Also for our producer Kurt Weller, for Giacovino and more, and Shoots and Googles. Today's show emanated from the recording studios at the Nevada Broadcasters Association here in Las Vegas. I'm Tony Cardasco saying so long for now. You've been listening to Sports Adrenaline.